Welcome to another episode of Put Me In Coach, the soccer podcast brought to you by three self-proclaimed Sunday League superstars. We have a big show for you today. We are covering everything from the U.S. men's national team exiting the World Cup and a loss to the Dutch in the round of 16. Uh, Also, the U.S. men's national team are expected to play in Copa America in 2024. The World Cup quarterfinals are set, and of course, we will go over MLS free agency and everything in between. I'm Sean Sproke. Joining me today, Chris Fennell, Matt Fimbers. Gentlemen, how are you today? Doing well, Sean. Doing well. Yeah. So, doing great. Little, little awkward Christmas that we have no games to watch. No <laughs> games the last two days. Uh, <laughs> it's been a little rough. I'm it's really looking forward to uh, tomorrow. See, I've kind of enjoyed yeah. well, a nice little reset on my brain. <laughs> nice little reset. Yeah, we did did have a lot I, I i think i enjoyed it for the first half of the day and then i realized i'm like wait this is like when i normally would check scores and stuff and it's nothing to check so well i guess we did kind of need that reset after that uh excruciating loss that 3-1 loss to netherlands so <sighs> the u.s men's national team the u.s were out of it now we're just spectators um let matt let's let's start with you um what were your takeaways from the game So, what I really noticed in that game was they knew what we wanted to do to them. Mm-hmm. And they took that and they did the exact same thing we wanted to do to them to us. Exploit those empty spaces, spread wide, and make those late runs into the box like we do. Because mm-hmm. we don't have the nine. Yeah. So they hurt us right the exact same way we wanted to hurt them. And, you know, we just got outcoached. We didn't adjust. And Louis van Gaal was totally honest. He said, I'm surprised they did not attempt to change tactics midway through the game. I'm not. <laughs> I fully expected Van Gaal to outcoach Berhalter, but the way he did it, where he basically just a uh, he he let Jedi almost kind of creep up the field and and kind of occupy that offensive space, and as soon as the ball was turned over turned over, they just attacked that space behind him, which is kind of exactly what our system exactly like you Matt you said. It's exactly what our system is designed to do. Um, And then because they had that space down the flank, they were able to get late runners into the box, and that's how they scored two of their goals. Yep. Yeah, the two were almost identical. Mm -hmm. Exactly identical. And then the third um, one, um, Dumfries, was just wide open. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that you, it, we made Blind look like a superhero. We're like, he's like the best player ever and just sitting there pick off goals. And I was like, this is not a great player by any stretch of the imagination. He's mediocre at best. And, and we made him look like an all-star. Day. Yeah, in his day, sure. Yeah. So, but, you know, he's, anyway, yeah. it, it was... That, that was that was what we tried to attack. And yeah. he... We thought that was the biggest weakness of their team. Turns out, it still might have been, but 
We made him look really <laughs> yeah. good. Well, and, it, and it speaks Sean to... knows about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it... I'm sorry. Go, Chris. Go for it. No, it it, spe- it speaks to the the to the to to because Van Gaal's comments was it, he expected it to to shift like he specifically said Burhalter's his tactics should have changed to adjust to his changes, mm-hmm. um and part of it is like uh see he brought Reina on at the half right I forget yeah at the half mm-hmm. right I think so yeah. Yeah, and so he brought on the half, and people think, oh, that changes the game. Well, that only changes the players. They're still trying to play the strategy, mm. and the strategy didn't adjust. Yep. And so you can bring on different players, and they have different abilities, but it's it's almost as if if the if the strategy is this pace, right? If you think of it as like a line, right? And I say, I bring on players. It kind of adjusts the line a little bit, but what you actually have to do is change the strategy which really adjusts the line i'm doing if this is performance right you really want to adjust the line so that you get most the most performance out of the players mm-hmm. and he changed the players but didn't change the performance and so that's i think that's where we kind of get this world-class coach of van gaal versus burhalter who played in europe and you know spent a lot of time over there but that doesn't mean he's world-class coach yet um and that's not fault of him or you know american coaches but it's just we're, we're just starting to get this idea of of an upper level of this international um level of play or level of strategy and it's in stop thinking like oh we have to d- do this or s- set pieces um to, to win the game it's like well at some point you actually we have the talent half almost all the players in that game or i forget which game they were all european players european based players so it's not like they haven't seen tough European competition. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it comes down to strategy. Um, so Van Gaal was playing chess, and we were playing checkers. So um, I don't and know. And you're right. He did. Who did Reina come on? So Reina came, came on for Ferreira. Ferreira, Ferreira yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which was a bummer. Which our, our FC he Dallas. Was absolutely... He I mean, was. I forgot he was you there. Play him for three games, and then you throw him in and want. That's yeah. that's on that's on Greg. You can't. Well, there yeah. were also moments where Ferreira. There were moments where Ferreira need, had to try and find the game because mm-hmm. just the flow of play just wasn't going through him, and so there were yeah. moments in the first half where he actually would drop back, pretty much back to the eight to Adams to just try and pick up the ball and just get a touch on the ball, which is the point which for a false nine. Correct. Right, and that that's fine. You can do that, but at the same time, if your if your nine's going to drop back that far and is going to try and get into the play, then someone has to make those runs behind them. And right. there were moments where Wea and yeah. Pulisic made those runs behind, but nobody nobody even attempted a, a pass over the top to break the lines. Nobody yeah. did. Everything everything they Minute attempted three. had to go through. Yeah, minute three, Pulisic. That was the one. That yeah. was the one, and it's a shot on goal. Great save by the keeper, but mm-hmm. past that, everything else tried to basically Which, they tried to flank down the the wings. Yeah, Which, and, by the way, and was if the we think about keeper I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <He was laughs> yeah, yeah, it was really. Weird. I don't even know who he plays for. Who who does who, who's the goalkeeper? Uh, he plays who was for the goal, Dutch goal? He plays for uh, middle of the. Pack Dutch team, uh, yeah, SC okay. Heerenveen. 
Okay. So mm. in the in the Eredivisie uh, or whatever it's called. Yeah, Eredivisie. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. what happens if that goal goes in? It's a, it, the whole game changes. Draw, draw the game changes. Through. Strategy changes. Yeah, yeah. It it would have it would have changed. I think they would have still still been a pretty tough team for us to for to triumph. But the pieces were there to win the game, and I think that's what everyone really felt is like this is a winnable game. Yeah, this is this is a winnable game. But you know when you. Yeah. Yeah, but your the majority of your opportunities uh, can't come just by going down the wing with crosses. You can't just do that ninety five percent of the time and expect to score goals. Which you well, can't. and not to cross, uh, not Fun to cross fat. against not only one of the tallest central defenders, but one Correct. of the best central defenders. Right. It's like where was why did they not Which think about that fact. as part of their strategy? Right. Yeah. What were you saying, Matt, Matt? Go ahead. Which oh the UF had put the most crosses into the box from the wings all tournament. And if you noticed, did you see, if you saw that stat, it was by a significant amount. Oh, interesting. Gigantic. Gigantic. Oh, I didn't know. I mean, but we had our chances. We had our chances in that game. It's not like we weren't toothless. Pulisic, minute three. Uh, What was it? Haji Wright came on. I know he scored that one weird glitch goal. But then he also had that. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I have a hard time even calling that a goal. Awesome. Yeah. So, so I mean, well, we had chances in that game. I mean, they dominated, but it is what it is. We lost. And. Right. I'm, I'm going to chalk it up to a few things. Not having a nine to really take chances and take opportunities. Um, playing uh, the same three midfield and not having a rotation to where you can get those guys uh, off the field in crucial moments yeah. that we, we just, we don't have the depth behind them. They're an excellent three in the midfield, but we just don't have the depth. I think I would say the only one that's really a light, not, and, and I, I say like for like, but that's not even accurate is, is Acosta coming on. Uh, for Adams, but I mean the talent drop off from the two of them is pretty massive. Um, and, yeah. and you 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 saw tired but legs. I, I don't think Musa is uh, to the point Aronson where he can play ninety game. minutes. Who was that? I would have liked to see Aronson come in and start a game for say McKinney and have McKinney come in late. Give him that. Yeah, but again, the, they're two completely different players. Aronson is is a high press all the time. McKinney isn't, and it's it's. It's you have to change tactics if you're going to make that switch. And to Chris's point, we didn't do that. We didn't change the strategy. No. Yeah. So let's, let's look at these subs real quick. And they were everywhere. Like okay, like you said, with the Reina coming in for Ferreira, mm-hmm. you're playing yeah. a player who's played five minutes in the last mm-hmm. couple games in the group mm-hmm. stages. Yeah. So you you all of a sudden think chunking him in at halftime is going to change everything. In an unnatural position as well. Yeah. Aronson comes in. He's come in every game about the same time he came in. Haji Wright, Mm -hmm. he needed to sub in a number nine because clearly Reyna up there wasn't working. But then you look at it, and you played Yedlin against Wales that first game. Mm -hmm. At the very end of the game, didn't look great, but then all of a sudden you want to play Shaq Moore the next two games? Yeah, I mean – 
Yeah. And then and then you throw in Morris. I know it was the 90th minute, but you're throwing in Morris. Yeah. Like, th- these substitutions didn't make any sense. Yeah, I I know I I don't understand because to me in the depth chart, Del Torre, I know he's still sort of injured or something like that. Um then why take I, some him? something why take Joe Scally? I said Scally, why take yeah, him okay. if you if you know he's semi injured. Yeah. Uh, Delatore, why take Joe Scally if you don't believe in that? I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make sense because more to have to have to have Morris come on. It, I was like, maybe it's just to get his World Cup, you know, feet on the ground. Like kind you of said, thing. it was the 90th minute. It was the 90th yeah. minute. He'll probably not. He won't be involved in the 2026. No, this no, Reem will be gone. I mean, yeah, there's there's a few of that. I think. We, uh, I think on our, our, our little outline, it's like, who who are we impressed with or wanting more? And I think part of it is I would have loved to have seen a little bit more from from uh, from our boy, um, our FC Dallas guy. Why am I blanking on his name? Oh, Jesus. From, Jesus Ferrer. From Jesus. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's just I, I know we get thrown on, but it's like maybe that's it. The chance that the, this is your chance to do 40 minutes on the ball, but positionally is we, we weren't doing well. So it, it's not to fault him, but I would just have loved to have seen more from him. So whether it's his fault or the way the system was set up or the, who they were playing against, you try to figure it out. And, you know, there's a reason why part of the reason why, if you don't, if you don't play in your system, how you're supposed to play, then you, you're not going to, they can't. They have to trust their teammates, right? Like mm-hmm. at some point, by him dropping back, we lose that forward position where he's supposed to be, um, mm-hmm. and you can't stretch the field. And so, yeah, you really want the ball, and, and touches, especially in games, are really important because it gets you your feel for the game and that kind of thing. So, I, I would have loved to have seen a little bit more from him. And again, not faulting him, it's just it, it, it is what it is. So maybe he could have made an impact in the game in a different way. Um, I don't know. Uh, and then I guess the secondly is is if Pulisic scored that goal in the third minute, somehow maybe things would have been different. Uh, I'm not sure. So tactics would have changed. Van Gaal would have adjusted. Yeah. We, he's clearly would have adjusted. He's like, For oh, sure. crap, these Americans yeah. are going to come out strong. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's what I got. I'll say... Uh, the the whole point of like I said earlier, Ferreira playing is to have him drop in, and whenever your false nine does that and he comes back closer to midfield, it's supposed to pull a center back with him, and that happened yeah. the entire first half. Da- Daily Blend followed him, and so just yeah. no one filled the gap he behind. He's not a center back. Yeah, though. but Blend would backs. pull. Blend Blend pulled and followed him. Would pull. Hmm. But what they wanted and so it, it left that space behind, and the only time that they actually did it, the only time they actually used it was in the third minute. At least that's the only time yeah. that I really honed in on. Um, yeah. I thought Ferreira would have been perfect in the Wales game for that exact reason, because they were mm. going to sit behind, back just a little right. bit and be able to pull a defender out with him and, and open up that space behind. Who, who started um, that? Haji started that game, right? Sergeant. Sergeant. Sergeant started oh, that game. Sergeant, which, Sergeant yeah. Haji, mm-hmm. Which I thought Sergeant looked great when he played this tournament, but Haji Wright was he looked lost every minute of the yeah. game when he was playing. And yeah. And you rode Jesus Ferreira through qualifying. If and mm-hmm. if yeah. And if you're not gonna take Ferreira, 
If you're not going to take Ferreira, why would you have not taken Pepe instead and thrown him up there? Yeah. He, he well, looked way better than Haji, right? Well, Matt, even on top of that, why bring four right backs if you're only going to use two? And why not throw on a four, a fourth, uh, number nine? Throw on a fourth striker instead of four right backs? A lot of questions. A lot of yeah. what ifs. Um, that kind of leads into our our next point here. Does Berhalter return as head coach, and should he? Oh my gosh! Like Lord have mercy, the statistics are uh, not on his side. You know, I, I read that they were discussing preliminary talks with Conrad. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't think so. I don't think he should. He he's said that he missed the day to day club action. He mm-hmm. seems more like a club coach because he does have a system. Yeah, he does have a system. He does. Yeah, and he he didn't do too. He he wasn't he wasn't terrible, but no. this is an extremely attractive head coaching job. Like I think he did enough this World Cup to possibly even get a call from a lower league European side, whether it be from a Belgian team or a second division Bundesliga team or even a lower league yeah. Bundesliga team. Yeah. In the future. I mean, he, he, he didn't do a bad job. His system's not a terrible system. No, but no. And, and I don't think he's the right person to handle this team. I appreciate what Chris, he did. He, he's a nice talker. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. I'm, I'm rambling. <laughs> no, no. It's I, I, I think I think the the reality is is and we know this from statistics that from what we've seen in the previous World Cup, every coach and they say every coach who has coached a, to a second World Cup has not made it out of the group stage or some crazy statistic like that. Like they just it doesn't work well. The team the players get used to you. There's a reason why coaches get fired after a couple seasons. Even if they had a European championship or some Horses some championship is because yeah, it gets stale. It gets vibrant, and if you think of this as sort of in- injecting new life into the into the team, it's an important. This is this next season. We don't have to qualify, or we don't actually know what it's like because the the forty eight team World Cup next, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. We don't we don't know what it's we don't know what it's going to be like, and it's an important time for us to play serious competition, new pace, new things, and. I don't care if you get, you know, uh, I, I'm not even going to say Jose or Marino, but like a, a Marino-esque type coach or someone who's going to say, hey, this is what I asked of you. You know, they'll, they'll bleed them dry and then, you know, we kick them out in a couple of years or whatever like that. But something that has a higher caliber of of, of play, Burhalter had a system and that was clear. He wanted to stick to the system and then eventually gave up on it and to get through qualifying because CONCACAF is weird. Um uh, but you know he he had a system. It's great, but I think it's time for something else. Let's get some new blood in here, and 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 you know take he, us take us the board because this next yeah go yeah this next qualifying yeah just take us the next step yeah take right? yeah, take, yeah yeah sorry I keep cutting you off go ahead when they hired Greg they when 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 they hired Greg they knew he was a guy who was going to be very Belisa like not gonna change his tactics for anything he's gonna die on that sword yeah 
he's a romantic about his system, which is it's great. He did good. He he unified this team. Yeah, but it's time. Like, say long shot because it's not going to happen because he's going to take the France job probably after this. What if these players walk in yeah. and Zidane's sitting there as the coach? Yeah, you know, there's so many big names out there, or Tuchel, or yeah, like you said, a Jose Mourinho, which I think Jose Mourinho would be a fantastic national team coach. I don't, I don't think we could afford him. <laughs> I, I don't think we could pay him enough. Uh, but you yeah, know, just, I, just, right, just uh, John like that. Somebody that somebody that'll kick these guys in the butt. Yeah, and take it to the next yeah. level. You know, I don't know. And we I don't can, know how we, Greg was behind the scenes. He might have been a hard yeah. guy to, to on the players, but who knows? I don't think so. I don't like. I don't think he needs to carry on. But I appreciate what he did this World Cup. You know. Sure. Yeah. Sean, you got that for both parties. Yeah, I will say. Uh, I'll, I'll play devil devil's advocate for a moment, but although I do agree with both of you. Um, Berhalter did win two trophies in uh, the last two years. He also has the highest win percentage of any U.S. men's national team coach in history. So he he did what he needed to do. That being said, I think he's reached the ceiling of what he brings to this team. Uh, I do think that uh, he tactically held the team back. And I don't, I, and I do think that if they want to move on past the round of 16 come 2026, that you need to get somebody else in. Um, I pre, I, just like you said, Matt, I do appreciate what he's done so far. Um, I just don't think he needs to go any further. I, and even on top of that, I will say five of the coaches of the remaining eight teams in the tournament have coaches who are on their second cycle. So it's not impossible to think that coaches can come in, go two cycles, and uh, continue to uh, improve. So is it possible? Yes. Based on what I saw over the last four games in the World Cup, do I think he has that ability? No, because the team scored three goals in four games. Were they competitive? Yes, they were competitive. competitive. Did they score three goals in four games? Do I have to repeat that again? Three goals in four games is not good enough in a World Cup. It's it's barely good enough to get out of the group. The fact that they got out of the group scoring three goals in four games is crazy to me. Yeah. How many, the, the, how the many, obvious comp- how many goals was that? I believe it was three goals three in goals. four games. <laughs> well, the, the obvious comparison is the Greece team in, what was it, 2000? Two, 2004 when was the euro, euro that would have been 04 04 when greece 04, won it right yeah. and mm-hmm. they won it with if you remember <laughs> six goals they scored six goals mm-hmm. i think if i remember correctly it was six goals to win that tournament and so it's possible but it's not that's not what you want <laughs> i mean no yeah that, that yeah it, it, it's just yeah it, it's it, yeah and it's, if it's you tell funny. me a side that has Pulisic and McKinney and Reyna and Aronson and Wea, and you're telling me you scored again three goals in four games is just 
Yeah. It's a letdown, oh, man. I I did. It. I expected our, a lot more. Yeah. Don't forget about our set piece piece coach. Oh we god, yeah, that teams. worked out so don't well. About that Lord. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have an ideal hire that you want to bring in? I know Chris, you mentioned you mentioned uh Jose Mourinho. Is that your ideal yeah, hire? No, I think for 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 this there's 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 proximity right and there's there's sort of who would who would handle it klinsman was really interesting because he lived in la right mm -hmm. like of all the things you have a former world cup coach and player who lives in the u.s like that seemed like oh it's not a bad bad idea and he pushed the players a lot he had a lot of issues himself but he pushed the yeah. players a lot and i remember an interviews with dempsey you know, he was saying, he's like, oh, great. He's like, you're doing good. He's like, you haven't done crap. And Dempsey was like, man, I guess he's really asking a lot of us. And then he made the move to Tottenham, right? And I remember thinking, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, he's actually pushing his players to do more. Imagine someone like that. I'm not saying Klinsman, but imagine someone like that coming and says, okay, what's next? I was like, hey, great. You're at Pulisic. You're at, you're at Chelsea. You know, highest America trip. So what? It's been mediocre sort of experience. I'm pushing him. It's like, what's the next level for you? How do you get to that next level? Especially as they come into their prime years, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be crucial. I mean, it, it, it'll be unbelievably crucial. So so who that is? If it's an American coach in the MLS, I mean, we've talked. We think about a few names, right? Um, I, I'm blanking on all of them right now, but like, um, you know, we think of. You know, I even so I so I like uh, LAFC's uh, coach. Uh, what's his name? Sharondalo. Um, Sharondalo. Oh, right? Sharondalo. Yeah. Sharondalo, fantastic. Played in Germany most um, of his career for Wolfsburg. Mm -hmm. The what? Ham Hamburg. 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 Yeah. The sorry. Hamburg um, I just and so and Yeah, I'm just but, saying yeah, something yeah, something like that. Who's been there? there? Who can push? Yeah. Uh, Matt, who's right, your thanks. ideal? Yeah, I don't know if I have an ideal yet because it's it's very early in these stages. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if Jim Curtin is ready to leave club. He would be yeah. interesting. Um, but I want to piggyback off your Klinsman thing. Klinsman was great yeah. with that. He introduced he introduced the USA to getting these dual nationals and opening the doors. To all this yep. stuff and without him we would definitely not be where we are today and mm. like you said he demanded a lot from his players but yeah from the inside of it they said Klinsman had zero system every game was different so he yeah. had mm -hmm. no real style to play you know one, right it was one uh one way or what are they called one call up uh practices uh, they would be practicing one system and then they'd go back to their club and then they'd come back to the next time and then they would be practicing a totally different one and ignoring what they did the last round of call-ups. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, and we, le we learned from... from, from we wouldn't be where, where we are. Yeah, right. and, and Klinsman was interesting because we learned that his backup, jo Joachim Lowe, was actually the one who brought the system into Germany's teams. Like, hey, this is the system that works really well for these players. And Klinsman was sort of an orchestrator, right? He didn't do. It's not like he didn't do anything, but he was really more of an orchestrator, sort of a manager pushing players and the thing. But a tacticianer, is not not so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they said anyway. he, he's really good behind the scenes and in front office jobs, and as a yeah. consultant, they said Klinsman's brilliant in that sense. 
but yeah, like you said on the side, I'll uh, some people don't believe. I'll give you mine. I'll I'll give you mine, and and it is Jim Jim Curtin, Philadelphia Union's head coach Mm -hmm. in MLS. Um, and I'll I'll tell you why he prioritizes youth. Uh, Philadelphia Union is known for getting young players into games and, and, and playing significant minutes, and he gets a lot out of them. The other part is they do play that pressing style that I'm a big fan of, and I think it really mm-hmm. fits the team. They don't they do not prioritize having the ball. They don't need to have the ball to be dangerous. And when I look at the U.S. Men's National Team, uh, I see that all over the place. Um, so many players that can hit on the counter, so many players that can press. I think he would be perfect. Um, Matt, I agree. I don't know if he is necessarily ready to leave the club level. There was talks of him last season uh, actually leaving Philadelphia and going to Cincinnati. Obviously, that ended up not happening, and he you know, went to a final this year with Philadelphia. But I think six months from now, a year from now, after the MLS yeah, season is over, yeah. I think Curtin might be ready. Next World Cup, yeah. Far away. So you, you never know. It, so, no, it's, it it's is. It is. We, we have three and a half one years. Full season. It, mm-hmm. do one last season. This next season, and and maybe get that phone call. But I would like True. that too because interesting t- statistic. No foreign manager mm-hmm. has ever won the World Cup for, say, team. Every manager that's coached and won a World Cup has always been the nationality of the country that won it. Hmm. So. Well, I mean, that's the... the, I think Jim Curtin would be amazing if if that would fall into our Mm -hmm. laps. I, I, I know we've already had him, but, man, I really like... He was LAFC's coach. He was the national team coach before. I thought he was good for us, but we've we've moved past that. You don't take steps back. No, you do no. not. So yeah. It moved so forward. I think, and I think Jim Curtin was would be my ideal, for sure, mm-hmm. as well. But yeah. like I said, it's it's hard to to what are we a week out of of being out of the World Cup and making these assumptions? But mm-hmm. Jim Curtin would be amazing because. He's proven that he does make adjustments and he does play that style that our players are probably suited great for. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he works. He works well with youth, which that's what we're gonna have coming up. We're probably gonna have ten new players that are that's still right. pretty young coming in, and we're set up nicely for the future. I'll say that. What do we? What do we grade? I want I want an A B C grade from from y'all, and then we can move oh, on gosh. to this point. Uh, for, Berhalter for the, for the team. No, t- I'll just say just the national team in general. Um, I I I mean a solid B for sure. Um, not only a passing like if C is a passing grade, right? Like he just did the minimum, right? I would definitely say a B. It's it wasn't nothing you could tell we had a style he had he understood the capabilities of the players um and we opened a lot of eyes across you yeah yeah the The way even even the way we played was fun to watch like i was like i remember a lot of compliments from other countries 
Mm-hmm. That's right. I remember that that first half and I remember of the game, and I was like, "Yeah, the school, we should have crushed Wales, but man, we look good." And and I'm like, "This is this is great." And I think if anything, you know, we got the I've tried to get out the expectation, not just making it out of the group, but it's like, "Hey, we wanted to go further. Like we have this ambition, you know." And that was great. I think B B B plus for sure. Um, I'm not, I can't say A. There's too many tactic tactical decisions. That that would that mit were confusing and didn't make sense. So, yeah, Sean. Oh, that's me. Yeah, Sean. So, the U.S. has been making it out of the group since 1994. Basically, yeah. we. The, in my in my opinion, that's that's the floor. Like you have to get out of the group. They got out of the group. Yeah. It's a C for me. C. Uh, okay. Yes, they opened eyes. Yes, they got a lot of compliments from international uh, coaches from other countries, and that's fantastic. I don't want compliments. I I want to win. Yeah. Like, yeah. And at some point, we we need you can't in the group. You can't have one win, uh, two draws and a loss in a in a tournament and call that a success. So it's a C for me. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. okay. Matt. Okay. <laughs> mine was a, okay mine was a c as well but then i i was angry when i made that decision and i, I think i'm still angry back. i am still, i think i'm gonna be angry since till 2024 i took a step back and i added a plus to it a c plus c plus we, man we didn't have what saved it for me was we didn't have experience, which I thought kind of made us dangerous at times. We didn't have the experience. Um, like Sean said, I had high expectations for this group of players, even if they were yeah. young, even if they had no experience. Like Sean said, three goals, four games, not good enough for me. I expected to get out of the group. I, that was the floor. And I, I mean, it was unlucky that we just chose to to play our worst game of the tournament against Netherlands, but yeah, they're not a bad team, but they were there. No, they were there for us to beat, you know, and I agree, and you know, like just like Sean said, I, I, I hold the standard high for them. Like getting mm-hmm. out of the group stage doesn't excite me that much. Mm-hmm. That's a that should be a given for the talent that we have. Yeah. Yeah. And we did miss a lot of sitters. This World Cup, we could have scored five or six goals in the group stage, but we didn't. Yeah. We scored three. Yeah. Uh, and how many games? Seats. Four. <laughs> four games. Mm-hmm. And one That's of right. them was a glitch. One of them was a was a right. glitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, C plus, just to just to keep it out of the two people saying C's. I can't go C yeah. minus because that's 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 not. Good, yeah. So. No. All right. We. All right. Yeah, on. I think we. Uh, I think we we 
beat the dead horse right there. But they yeah. do have three and a half years until the next World Cup, which, of course, 2026 is in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. It's the first World Cup going to be hosted by multiple countries. They're expanding the field to 48 teams. It's going to be a really interesting tournament, really interesting to see uh, how the field expands and how the uh, the groups will be managed. But, of course, we'll, we'll get to that at a later date once all of that starts to get flushed out. Uh, in 2024, the it just actually this news came out what just a couple days ago that the U.S. is going to compete in Copa America, uh, along with Canada. Correct. We're also potentially going to host as well. And so, if, for those who aren't or familiar, Copa America is the right. Copa America is the tournament for Comebol, which uh, Comebol is the South America region that FIFA designates. Uh, so mm-hmm. we will be competing with the likes of Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, and the rest. Um, yeah. And the interest in Right. Yes. I, yeah, definitely, because I think they're going to improve. Um, but this is this is big because the U.S. needs to play in big games leading up to that tournament outside of their own uh, region. Um, for me, this is a good move. What do you guys think? Um, I mean, I'm biased towards the European leagues, um, but if we get to play those teams, so Conanball or the, the Copa America is an interesting Mm -hmm. tournament because it's South American teams, right? Well, there's vastly different climates there, uh, which is great. So if you play in, you know, Mexico, which we've played before, but there are other teams, I believe that have high altitude fields, um, yeah, Chile. Yeah, Chile. And then you, you think about the competition of South African team or South American teams are are really good. It's hard to qualify out of Copa America. From that perspective, great, great tournament. Refereeing, I mean, we complain about CONCACAF. Um, I I just I, I think it's going to be. League, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I it is. There there have been challenging games in countries. Um, because refereeing is, is, has been so poor. So I expect to see more of the same, but again, the World Cup is here. We'll be in U.S., Mexico, and Canada, right? So mm-hmm. we don't know what the refereeing will be like here uh, in that time. So I, I see it as a positive. I think I would have liked to them end up in the, the UEFA Nations um, tournament uh, with the European competition since the players are a lot of the players are based over there, so it would have been less travel um you know they 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 play over there in that in that league and then there's european competition is i i still think is is the best um Mm -hmm. which is why it's so hard but yeah that's me matt man what excites me the most about this is Mm -hmm. that we're host we're hosting it yeah it's a dry it's going to be a dry run Mm -hmm. for our players to get used to having the travel around the U.S., which is like it's the travel for this next World Cup is going to be ridiculous. We it's so mm-hmm. much ground to cover. But this is well, we don't know that though. They they could put you know for Group sure. A yeah. and and put them specifically in say in the Pacific Northwest and just have them play those games there. We we don't yeah, we don't right. know yet, but we we'll find yeah. out hopefully soon. Yeah, but. But that's what excites me the most about this. It's not the competition, which I like that we're playing in Copa America. Um, mm-hmm. 
just ex- that excites me about that it's going to be a dry run and mm-hmm. it's it's hopefully going to help us out in the long run in that you know you know we're paying a lot of money to get it up here instead of down there right we're investing a lot in it and UEFA Nations League would be really nice but i think the importance of us hosting it and getting used to playing on the fields that are going to be played on at the World Cup is going to be a huge, huge, especially because these South American teams aren't no, they're not uh, anything to turn your nose up to. Oh, not at all. I mean, Brazil has five World Cup uh, trophies for a reason, so. Yeah, Uruguay has one, so, I mean, there's, (laughs) there's, 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 yeah. Argentina's got a bunch of young players. Oh, yeah. You know, you've got the Ecuador, who's going to be an interesting wild card the next World Cup. Don't forget Peru. Peru, Chile, yeah. Chile's been on a downfall, but they're still going to Chile's been on a downfall. I really like Peru's team. I really think that they're going to be in a really decent position to uh, turn some heads in 2024. It's going to be a fun tournament to watch, and I think it's going to be a huge advantage to us just because we're hosting it and it's just because we're hosting it i I think that's one of the biggest pluses of the yeah of us playing sean i agree i think it's really important to be playing uh tough competition leading up to a world cup give yourself a couple years in between to really hone whatever style we're going to implement from whatever head coach we have at that time hopefully it's it's who i am predicting but uh i i think getting the opportunity to play against the teams that we've already mentioned um in meaningful games is mm-hmm. crucial not just friendlies where you're throwing out you know 13 mls players who won't even make the roster come 2026 so i i, yeah. I do think it is really important to get those games in um yeah Let's move on, though, because uh, the World Cup quarterfinals are set. Uh, Yes, the men's national team, the U.S., is out of it, but there are eight teams remaining, and there are some really, really intriguing matchups of these four games. Um, We'll quickly say the Netherlands are taking on Argentina. Uh, Croatia will play Brazil. England plays France. And Portugal plays the surprise Morocco, who made it to the quarterfinals after they beat, uh, I believe, Spain in penalty kicks, which is amazing. Absolutely incredible. Uh, of those four games, gentlemen, do you have one that kind of stands out? Um, we're gonna, I'm going to get your predictions from all four, of course. But of those okay. four, which one are you most excited for? Uh, I mean, be wrong. Oh, go ahead, Matt. I'm excited for Netherlands Argentina to be honest with you more than any other game. I think that's going to be a really good one. That's going to set up because Argentina, you look at that side of the bracket. It's going to be interesting if Argentina yeah. gets knocked out by by uh by Netherlands. It could change the whole way people look at it, everything cuz Argentina were uh, big-time favorites by a lot of pundits. 
So the betting line, Argentina is the favorite. Um, not by much, but they, they are the betting favorite. Um, and you're right about the potential matchup because the winner of that match will play the winner of Croatia and Brazil. Yeah. It, it is going to be interesting to see how Van Gaal... It'll be interesting to see how Van Gaal uh, reacts and, and changes his tactics to play against a, uh, a messy side. And mm-hmm. uh, me- Messi how he basically just kind of lumbers around the field and just somehow finds gaps without seemingly just not even that's, trying and is still dangerous, which is a, try a, defense. well, he doesn't need to, <laughs> uh, it is, it's going to be really intriguing to see how they manage that, how they attack. Are they going to prioritize the ball? Are they not? Um, I'm excited yeah. for that one at the time of recording. That is t- one of the games tomorrow. Um, so I, yeah blocked out my schedule for that one for sure uh chris what's your game uh england france i mean besides the obvious morocco portugal because i you want to root for the underdog right um but Mm -hmm. uh in the england france game will be interesting because we've seen a lot of goals from france seen a lot of goals from england um and it's just going to be an interesting way to shape up how the teams line up how Mbappe does, how Kane lines up with the team. If Maguire, if the Maguire of Manchester returns, you know, mm-hmm. it it'll just be interesting to see that game. I, I think I'm most excited about that one. Um, but but I mean, they're, they're, these games are going to be great. Uh, the Morocco game, I think people are underestimating Morocco, and they have this whole tournament. I think we 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 have. I didn't even have them getting out of the group, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let alone beating a Spain. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely England, France for me. England and Fan- France is really intriguing. Um, the Morocco Portugal game, Portugal is a heavy betting favorite. Yeah. Um, I definitely did not have Morocco getting out of the group. I don't think any of us did. Um, oh, Matt. Right, no. Yeah. No, I didn't. Uh, I, I also have been sleeping on Portugal. I I have not been giving the, them the credit due, and they they really showed out against Switzerland. So you have you have to give them that. Um, oh, they benched Ronaldo. <laughs> they <laughs> did, the which is crazy. And then his yeah. the one who yeah, the backup scores. You yeah. are yeah, you have been from the beginning. I will give you that. Yeah. So predictions. Uh, Netherlands Argentina. Give me a winner. Give me a score and a winner. Score two one Argentina two nothing, two nothing Netherlands. 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 Oh man. Uh, ooh. Uh, I'll go yeah. three one Argentina. I'm gonna put my wooden shoes on tomorrow. <laughs> go sit by a windmill. Yeah. That's what they what about uh? Today, right? That that uh, I would assume so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Croatia Brazil. Brazil. Yeah, Brazil. Two two nothing Brazil. So five nothing. Five nothing. nothing. Oh my gosh. I um, have counted I've counted Croatia out at every single turn. I have. Yeah. I so, didn't even I they made it to the the final in two thousand eighteen and I didn't even have them yeah. getting out of their group. Um I I I will say before the tournament started I did pick Brazil to win it. So I'm gonna stick with that. So I'm gonna say okay. Brazil two nothing. Well, two we've nothing noticed there. Brazil okay. doesn't Brazil wants to score and score, they're not gonna take their foot off the gas. So that's two, true. 
I can temper I can temper mine down to four nothing. Ooh, that's very <laughs> brave of you. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, All Croatia's right. been a Croatia's kind of been surprising because they didn't do very well in qualifying and they're an right. aging yeah. team and anything can happen. Anything yeah. can happen. Yeah. But I'm but I'm um, gonna stick with Brazil. Yeah. England, France. This is a this is a big one. Yeah, England, France, France three three nothing. penalties. So penalties, it's a three three. They're gonna be a lot of goals. There's three goals. three penalties. Okay, yeah. and you said yeah. France goes yeah. through penalties. Okay. Uh, uh, I think I had England going through actually. So, oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I think they're too reliant on their forwards, but uh, France is. But hmm. anyway. Matt, France two nothing. Oh. They got a guy I have... named Mbappe that looks like one of those Ninja Turtles behind you. You have to, you have to pronounce it like uh, Charles Barkley. It's Mbappe. Thank you. Mbappe. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like France hasn't even opened it up yet. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. They got a young. It is going France to. Has the young yeah. midfield. France has a young midfield. Jude Bellingham, young too. But I think France mm-hmm. has too much. I think France has got too much. Both of these teams really like to really like the ball. They really like to dominate possession. It's gonna. It, yeah. it, I, I'm really intrigued to see uh, who wins that battle. I I think it's gonna be really close. I have one one penalties, and I have England going through solely because I picked them in the semis yeah, uh, <laughs> before the tournament started, and I don't want to change that. Although I really think uh, France is gonna win this game. <laughs> Uh, last one. Uh, Morocco, um, our favorite son versus Portugal. Man, does Morocco keep the dream alive? It depends on who they filled. I think if they try to bring Ronaldo back in, I think Morocco have a chance of getting this one. Hmm. Um, what what's your thought about that? Oh man, he just the inject you you bring youth into a game who really wants to prove himself and he goes and scores three goals. Uh, what was that? I like that. Name? Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking like, yeah, wrong, yeah. And so I'm thinking like, he just you made know, a, about uh, eighty two, million dollars on a transfer. At minimum, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, two 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 zero Portugal. Um, if if Ronaldo is rested um and comes on as a sub you know but if they they don't bring it on i think 1-0 morocco i think they'll get that i think they'll nick that goal hmm. that they need so um Portugal, i guess it's, that's a cop out Portugal i didn't pick a winner literally <laughs> everywhere on the pitch yeah yeah see portugal, portugal for sure. solid everywhere on the pitch left back yeah. right back center back peppy the yeah. ageless peppy has been playing pretty brilliant uh, mm-hmm. I know. Mids. Unbelievable. Yeah. Mids, they're stacked. They're stacked so deep. I would love to see Morocco go because, man, you know I love my Africas. Uh, <laughs> and the underdog. You're a big underdog guy. Yeah. I am. Until I open my eyes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so give, give us a score. Go through because I would love to see. Yeah. Oh, Portugal's probably going to win 2 nothing. So. <laughs> I uh, I do I do think Portugal's gonna win the game. I think I, they do. Yeah, 
I think I have Portugal two nothing, and I do think Ronaldo scores. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Portugal, and I'm gonna say Ronaldo does get a goal. I'm gonna say two nothing. Although I really want Morocco to continue on. Um, I just think that. Yeah, just Matt, like you said, they're they're the second deepest team in the tournament to Brazil, in my opinion. Um, right. And I I just Portugal's gonna find a way. I I'm going. It's just I'm, hard to see. You know what? I'm gonna. Him. Yeah, it is hard to see. Yeah, I'm gonna rescind my score though. I'm gonna change it to three one. I think Morocco get one um, to kind of make to make it close, and then Portugal gets one in the closing minutes to seal the deal. Yeah. Hmm. It, it well. depends on which I feel like could happen in the England France game if if France get a goal or something in the first half, England's going to want to open up, which is going to be huge for France. They'll exploit mm-hmm. that with their talent. The same thing that happens with Portugal if they can score within the first twenty thirty minutes of the game, Morocco's going to have to start trying to push and go for it. Other than not want the ball and be organized and try and hit on the counterattacks. And mm-hmm. that just plays to the favor of those teams that have so much talent. So Portugal. And of course. if they do, if they do open it up, that's going to drastically affect our next topic, which is the golden boot race right now. Yeah. Uh, Kylian Mbappe has five goals and leads the field. And then behind him is just a slew of names. Uh, all tied on three. Uh, Leo Messi, uh, Richarlison of Brazil, uh, Giancarlo Ramos, Portugal, who scored all three of his goals in the last game. We just we just yeah, mentioned in the it. One game, yeah. In the one game, yeah. It Olivia Giroud for France. Uh, Gakpo for the Netherlands has three. There's yeah. Rashford for England has three. Yeah. They, yeah, there's a there's a long list. So I guess it really comes down to does Mbappe hold on. Um, and does he win it? I, I will say real quick before you guys give me your prediction that uh, the last Golden Boot winner ended the tournament with seven. Before that, the past three all had five goals, and he already mm-hmm. has five before the quarterfinals. Right. He'll finish with eight. And does he win it? Yeah. I mean, if he's finishing with eight, yes. Yeah. That's uh, Chris, yeah. You, you believe, Chris, you agree? Golden... Uh, um, why did I say I was thinking Golden Glove, Golden Boot? I think it, it's probably easy favor to say Mbappe, but it, I think it's too hard to too too hard to predict. It's, it, I guess we'll we'll see how many more goals they get. I don't see it going exactly. to anyone in England just because they they seem to distribute their goal sharing. Mbappe just to seem to make goals out of nothing. Um, but then you know Richarlison could come out and do something pretty amazing for Brazil. So. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, that, I don't. That Ramos guy could ride this high. Too, <laughs> yeah, so. he could. Yeah, 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 he could. Yeah, so it, I, I think it's too hard. Outside of the obvious choice, Mbappe, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's mine. Ben, uh, Benfica's just rubbing their hands together right now, being like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, <laughs> we're gonna get paid. <laughs> oh yeah, let's bump that. Classic cartoon. Their eyes turn to dollar signs. Yeah. <laughs> or excuse me, euros. Yeah. So I think this next round is really going to decide it because if if France do bow out to England, uh, 
there's mm-hmm. quite a few names behind Mbappe that could definitely catch him. And I think Richarlison is, is in my opinion, the most logical. Uh, yeah. He, he's already had a couple wonder goals and he just is a constant, constant threat. Uh, but if you ask me to put money on it right now, I, I would say Mbappe is going to take it. Um, yeah. France looked too good. And who's going to stop Mbappe in England? I know. Oh, they got all this Kyle Walker. Yeah. They got all this Kyle Walker talk. You know he ain't gonna. He's not <laughs> on the same level as that. I mean, not a lot that's... of not a lot of people are on the same level as Mbappe. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's England many defenders faced... in the world who can stop him. England hasn't yeah. faced too many pacey players, and they're about to. They're about to to face a team full of them. Dembale. Oh, I mean, they the they face us. We have uh, we have pacey wingers as well, but they're none of them are named Kylian Mbappe. No. Yeah, that is uh, the truest statement. So. Golden Glove. Oh man. Um, I don't see any reason not to still give it to my pick, which is Allison. I'm still going with him, okay. even if he does split some minutes uh, with the backup. Um, which he did that the third game he didn't play. Um, yeah, I'm still I'm I'm still riding riding that. I don't think it will either. Yeah. There. Yeah, I agree. So my, I'm I'm gonna pick, stick with Allison. My pick was Martinez from Argentina, and I have them mm-hmm. going out against Netherlands. So. Mm. So there there's that. And uh, Chris, uh, you had I picked mean, the Allison, uh, goalkeeper for Allison. Japan. Yeah, um, Gonda, right? Yeah. And so it, it, was, it, was, it was interesting to do that because I think he kept them in a lot more. Than, and that's what you want. Is oh, you yeah. Wanna, yeah, to keep them in there. So you, it's sort of a balance. Is like, okay, yeah, it's easy to pick the France's goalkeeper and say that, oh, that he's going to keep them in. But the reality is, is that with a team like France, you're not going to get – so yeah, with with the goalkeepers, you you want them the for the Golden Gloves. It, it's the one who keeps you in the game, right? And in some teams, it does, it's not necessarily the best team that gets the Golden Glove, right? It's it's the team that you know the team that carried them through. And, and as U.S. fans, we've always seen that with our goalkeepers is that they've mm-hmm. done phenomenally well. Um, so I, I was going with Japan because I think they needed Japan's goalkeeper to do really well, and Gondo was fantastic throughout the competition, and I think. Mio, whatever the other guy was, um, but anyway, yeah. So that was my Golden Glove pick, but the, they're gone. Um, yeah. Morocco's goalkeeper, I think, was the next one. I was gonna say, um, if he does well and Who keeps him in game, three games. penalty saves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which by the by by the way, first time ever in a World Cup. Yes. And then yeah. the day before that, or was it was it later on in the day? Croatia's keeper made two or two or three saves. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but two or three yeah. saves in that one too, so that was pretty mm-hmm. fun to see. Yeah, it was like, it like, was great. Like Chris was saying, you're like Chris was saying, you're looking for that goalie to keep you in games. We've seen that time yeah. and time again with Mexico mm-hmm. with Ochoa in the yep. past. He's mm-hmm. he's almost won Golden Gloves going out in the round of sixteen. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So if we'll if see. Morocco wins this game and they win in PKs or they win by a score of one to nothing, I think you give Do it PK saves to them. Count? What's that? Do PK saves count? Uh, 
count? So I don't know if they don't count towards your overall. Or is it just regular stat line? Yeah, they don't count towards your overall stat line. But if I'm voting, I'm counting it. But tech, yeah. yeah, technically, no, it would not. Technically, it's be- uh, it's just between the regulations. Right, right. But I mean, okay. if you're if you're a a writer, if you're a voter who who you know decides these things, how do how do you yeah. not include that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think if Morocco gets through, then they they if they get through and it's a close game, I think you can go ahead and just give it to him. Yeah. Uh, apparently, right now, based on the race, this was four days ago. They mm-hmm. had Chesney. Pickford mm-hmm. and Matt Turner in the Golden Glove race. So which that would have been right before, right? Correct. But that would have been before the last yeah. round. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. you can go ahead and so. just throw that out there because Na- no, Matt Turner's not. Yeah. Yeah. You say that Matt Turner's Chesney not winning the Golden Boot busy. or Golden Glove? Excuse yeah. me. Chesney yeah. was pretty busy all tournament. So he was. So and he kept that's, he stayed at one penalty that kept them in, so they didn't lose by three. And yes. Two. Yeah. Anyway. True. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's that's the World Cup recap so far. Um, next round quarterfinals. Um, it's gonna get uh, pretty hairy from there. Um, of the two hundred plus teams that technically are in the running for qualifying for the World Cup, we have eight left. So <laughs> we're down to it, gentlemen. Uh, we're we're almost there. Um, Crazy. Out, I mean, soccer still goes on outside the World Cup, though. Uh, leagues are still turning. There's a lot of news happening. Um, our domestic league, uh, Major League Soccer, free agency is is happening right now. It's in full swing. Uh, there's been quite a few moves, actually, within the last week. Uh, I just wanted to highlight a few because uh, a couple of them are, are, are close to home. Um, if our listeners don't know, uh, we're all uh, North Texas-based. Um, pretty much north of Dallas, but we have uh, our fandom is uh, all over the place. Uh, so we do have a couple to take note of. Kevin Cabral was traded from the LA Galaxy to the Colorado Rapids. Uh, mm. Chris, Galaxy, your team. Uh, Cabral was not good last year. He had one of the highest mm. expected goal totals and only scored at what one goal, I believe. Yeah, it was. It was it pretty was rough. He'd fit right in at Brighton. He would. <laughs> that is true. He definitely would. Uh, he, so he's hey, he's a Colorado Rapid now. He's a Colorado Rapid now, and the really interesting part of that is he was a designated player for the Galaxy, and so now he is the Colorado Rapids' lone designated player. Yeah. And Colorado Rapids shipped one million dollars of GAM, which, if you're not familiar with uh, MLS, that's just you know play money that the league essentially uses. It. It's way more convoluted than that, but we're not getting into that today. Uh, also, Galaxy are going to pay 50% of his salary over the next three years. Yeah. Chris. Is, they're they're yeah. paying to get rid of them, and and it must yeah. have been really bad. I mean, we've seen bad Galaxy have bad transfers before. I mean, I think of the, um, uh, gosh, I can't even remember it. Uh, the Liverpool legend uh, played mm-hmm. for them for one season. Um, why am I blanking on his name? Gerard. Yeah. Gerard. Yeah, Gerard. Yeah, it was awful. Like it was awful seeing him out there, and I felt the same way with Cabral. So, uh, <coughs> excuse me. So yeah, I I think it's it's it was a necessary move. I hope. I mean, a lone DP. It just feels weird. Um, 
uh, to sort of even have that situation. But that's that's where we're at. So um, Galaxy is in rebuilding. That's what I'm going to go with. So, well, yeah. so Cabral, he's still young. He's like I, yeah. 22, I want to say, um, maybe yeah. 23. I don't know much uh, about him, so. He he is he's one of player that was kind of eyed as being a really big talent and could be a, a player that the Galaxy could sell on one day for a large mm-hmm. sum to Europe. Obviously, that has not happened, yeah. and Colorado is kind of banking on him refinding his form and and figuring out how to put the ball in the back of the net. Which I mean, he he may do. Maybe a change of scenery is is going to be a big part of it. But now the Galaxy have a designated player spot open, so it's going to be really. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that because there's some big names being floated around that could are potentially go to Galaxy. To moves with these new, with them getting in trouble? So that's the other part of it. There are sanctions on Galaxy uh, due to yep. some payments they made to a former player back in 2019 that broke the MLS roster rules. They are allowed to sign players this transfer window. They are not so allowed to sign players move. in the summer. They made this move to with to get rid of that salary and bring somebody else in. So you're going to be expecting a move, pretty yes, decently sized move. Or yeah, I'm ex- I'm expecting I'm expecting a move. I'm also expecting them to probably try and shed a couple more bigger contracts yeah. uh, by the time the January window closes. Because, like I just said, they are paying 50% of Cabral's salary over the next three years. And uh, MLS is one of the few leagues in the world that has a salary cap. So yeah. they're going to they're gonna have to figure out that you, as an LA-based team, as a, as a major market, Chris, you know, you can't, you, you can't leave DP spots unfilled, those designated players. No, no. And, and the reality is they could bring in, uh, or they could up, like, Puig, um, mm-hmm. or Jovalich or somebody up into a DP spot. I don't. That Puig makes more sense, but um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like they didn't finish terribly. They won Western Conference semifinals, so it was it was still a pretty good finish for them. But um, they didn't get what you're. I mean, you have to get value out, out of what you're paying for, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so you know, yeah. That so yeah, that's that's where I'm at with with that. I have a couple other thoughts too, because uh, just the uh, on the way this. This it's a it's a dual market team, right? Because mm-hmm. you have LAFC and LA Galaxy, and LAFC LA Galaxy was always the premier team, and they had Chivas, right? Now mm-hmm. it feels like LA Galaxy is the number two team to the LAFC, um, and if that's the case, then maybe they are a small market LA team. I, I, quote I don't unquote. Know. Yeah, quote unquote, right? Um, so I can, yeah. So it, they still have money, but it's not the same. The money that's being poured into LAFC is significantly more well paid um, off they won a championship yeah did. but they're they also did. bringing yeah. lafc is also uh not bringing in the aging players big name well yeah. i mean they're going young talent that yeah. fell on for the most yeah. part, lafc the is most yeah i say they brought in gareth bale and yeah, in uh yeah. giacchini in the last transfer window yeah. um, but outside and they, of, they also outside of they also Right, right. Those are like Outside the big those, two. They're, they're yeah, a significantly and we, young we, team. Yeah, right. we don't know if Bale's returning. Right, like we have no idea if that's. Uh, last I heard, there was not there was potential talks of him returning. Um, and if wow. he were to okay. return, it would be as a designated player. 
I think they're not going to get him on a TAM deal again, which uh, again, for those not initiated with MLS rules, TAM is, is another made up uh, form of currency for the MLS to use. Uh, We're not, like I said, we're not getting into that day. We'll, we'll be here all day. If we talk about GAM TAM. Right, um, all right, next. Sorry. Yeah, that's the situation outside out of LA. Cabral moves to the Colorado Rapids. Fresh start. I I do hope all the best for him. Just not too much because I I'm not a Rapids fan, but I'm sure people in Denver are uh, hopefully pleased with the move. But there were other moves. Um, Matt, this one's close uh close to home for you. Dallas signed Sebastian Ibiaga from LAFC, the center back. Do you like this move? I honestly don't know much about this guy, to be honest. He he featured he in, I want to say, about 11 to 15 games for him. Yeah, he didn't yeah, start every right. game because Chiellini did, did play a lot um, once he came on. But he, he, did, he did feature in like 15 games, I want to say. Yeah. So we're losing Matt Hedges. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I picture this as a depth move. Okay. I don't see him coming in here to be taking that spot yeah I, uh because well we'll see what happens if, if 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 that's the case why he he's only a year younger than matt hedges so why not pay matt hedges to just stay here i don't see yeah, any guys i still i still think fc dallas is going to make a run at a south american center back a, mm-hmm. one that they might be able to sell on um also, I think we're gonna honestly make a run at Aaron Long, to be honest with you, in free agency, dep- price depending. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna FC talk Dallas about that. Don't worry, that's coming up. F- yeah. FC Dallas wants to do business mm-hmm. better than just throwing money at people. Um, I would like to see us go after a younger South American center back, possibly, and and sign Aaron Long. I mm-hmm. I think Aaron Long's a good center back for the MLS. Outside yeah. of that, I didn't think he belonged on the national team, but he's still serviceable. He's good in the league. Um, I think everything fits with Aaron Long coming to FC Dallas mm-hmm. with the national team coach being close to Greg, but that also depends on if Greg is returning. Um yeah, I think right. it's a it's a depth. I think it's a depth right now because you still have uh, Martinez, which I think everything's trending for us to have two new center backs. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I I did kind of look into him, and things I've read about him is positive. Pedigree yeah. of winning. Yes. Um, so if, if he does happen to be that person who takes Matt Hedges spot for a season or two, uh, I think he seems like a pretty reliable player. Now, how well does he fit in? I'll have to do more research on this guy. Cause I think this just happened like a day ago. It was very recent. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I looked at his, his ratings, his match ratings, pretty average. Um, I'm trusting this for an office. So, is it a bad move? No, it's not. Definitely not a bad move. 
I think mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty good, decent move, even if it is just a depth move for a rotation. Because that's what a big problem FC Dallas had last year was when Matt Hedges was out, we struggled in games in the back. Right. right. Well, I'll say uh, Ibiaga... He, he, I do think he's going to be a little bit more of a depth piece. Um, it's, I, I'm curious to see how much he actually plays. Um, he does bring that pedigree uh, that you mentioned of winning. Um, I don't think that they're done in in the transfer in the transfer window. I mean, the January uh, European transfer window doesn't open until January anyway. If they're going to go, you know, that route or anything, um, but. There are other moves, and you did mention Aaron Long, and we are going to talk about him because he is one of the remaining free agents. There's there's an, uh, a long list of those that are still out there. Uh, some news broke yeah, today be that to see how his his uh, what he's demanding. I, well, I'd like to right. see this. Yeah. Well, I do think Aaron Long is requesting a designated player contract. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think there's about four or five teams who who need. A center back. Mm-hmm. So, I don't but know a center back you can build a team around? Take a you DP spot for center back? Long, though, so so yeah, here's, I, I here's your top three agents right now because the three of them are center backs. So you have Alex Collins, who won the best yeah. defensive player of the year uh, this past year in Major League Soccer. You have Matt Hedges, yeah. who is a longtime FC Dallas player, uh, who's first-time free agent. Uh, you have Aaron Long, who is leaving Red Bull New York. Uh, Sean Johnson, longtime New York City FC goalkeeper. Uh, Ola Kamara, who is, if I'm, I could be wrong, but I believe he uh, has the most goals in Major League Soccer history. Uh, Jonathan Osorio, who is a Canadian international. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, yep. You mentioned Aaron Long, so we'll, we'll talk about him. Uh, I find the Cabral trade to Colorado opening a designated player spot. Interesting timing because the main team that is rumored to get Aaron Long is the Los Angeles Galaxy. Yeah. I do think he does fit Dallas's system uh, for the most part, uh, but Galaxy need defensive help. And I think he, I, he, he might be a Southern California kid. Uh, I may have to look it up. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it, so. that makes a lot of sense for me, for him to go to LA. Yeah. I think he's from San Diego or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But of that, of that list, um, not counting Aaron Long, what, what, what name most interests you? I, Matt, I assume is, is Hedges for you. Cause you want to know where he's going to play. Um, but Collins, Hedges, Sean Johnson, Ola Camaro, Jonathan Osorio. I don't see Sean Johnson leaving. Me either. It's really hard yeah, to picture I, him in any other kit. I think, I think they're gonna get a deal done. He's been at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he wants to stay there. I think it's New yeah. York City or Europe for him. Interesting. Hey, Europe. Europe. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm not talking about him going to Liverpool or anything, but I mean, there's, there's other teams there's other countries he could play for that he would start for he's a he's a good goalie yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh for me uh uh kamara i mean i think he mm-hmm. comes on as that 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 number nine sort of pops on late in the game 
mm-hmm. and uh, you know I, I remember him. While. He's been around quite he's a while. Been around, he's been around for a while. I think it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. I mean, he's older. He's thirty three, so um, some team's going to take him because you can count on him for some some clutch goals. Um, um, I didn't watch him too much this season. But played for know, DC, yeah. I want to say most recently. Yeah, yeah, DC. Mm-hmm. Um, what a, and so, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so Rooney's system. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's going back to DC. Um, I actually thought he'd actually make a really good fit with Austin, even though I'm not a big oh, yeah. Austin fan by any stretch of the imagination. But it sounds like Jossie Zardes is potentially making a move there. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah come uh vancouver is not bringing back uh their number nine their long-term number nine so maybe kamara could slot in there uh vancouver is a team that historically doesn't spend money and you can get kamara for for cheap and you're going to get production out of him you're probably looking at you know seven to twelve goals from kamara uh vancouver makes sense um portland even makes sense um, yeah. I think Osorio of this list is the one that does go to Europe. I think he's going to make a jump to probably an Eredivisie club. Uh, the the sense. most intriguing one, or there's two really for me, is Alex Collins and Matt Hedges. Because it's, it's really hard for me to picture Matt Hedges in any other kit that's not FC Dallas. And Matt, yeah, I'm sure yeah. even for you more. But it sounds like uh, Cincinnati really won him. They laid out the red carpet for him. So he could end up mm, in Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah. And Alex Collins is like the premier uh, free agent that's left. Uh, where yeah. he goes is is intriguing. It is going to take a designated player spot. Uh, yeah. I thought my team, St. Louis, had would be a good fit for him, but they're not going to sign a third designated player. They're going to go into the season with just two. Um, yeah. And it would, pro- it would break the bank Thank for them. You. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He he came Matt from Hedges NYCFC as well. He could go back. Yeah. Matt Hedges is an interesting uh, mm-hmm. one to keep an eye on because, like I said, he's 32, 33. He, watching them a lot. We all watch the FC Dallas too. Um, mm-hmm. He probably played 70% of the games. Yeah, he was hurt for he a won. stretch there. Yeah. He wants a million a year. Uh, he wants a two million dollar contract for a million a year for two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's that's a lot to take a gamble on a guy who might only play sixty percent of your games. Right. Yeah, so and last I heard fun. about him is that Cincinnati was the front runner, but Toronto, San Jose Earthquakes, uh, Sporting Kansas City, and Houston Dynamo are all t- in the running for him. And the ones that have actually submitted offers to him are Toronto, San Jose, and Cincy. Well, you remember oh, Luchi Gonzalez is Luchi Gonzalez is going to be the San Jose coach. Mm, yeah, that's true. That's a strange fit for me, though. But to see him in the San Jose earthquake. Hedges, Hedges, uh, want to go to a contender since he's kind of uh, long in the tooth there. Well, uh, of the yeah. teams I just listed, I I guess you can consider Cincinnati a contender. They had a, a much better year after three years of winning the yeah. goal of the winning the wooden spoon, which is the worst team in MLS. And I guess Toronto, who had a down year but has. Either. 
Exactly. You really don't know what you're going to get. But they do have. Exactly. Yeah. Well, fellas, uh, I think we just about covered everything. Um, Unfortunately, we we won't have any more men's national team uh, talks going forward unless some news breaks about Burhalter. But the World Cup continues. Free agency and MLS continues. Uh, As we end each episode, you guys got any final thoughts for me? Soccer related or not? Uh, this this World Cup has been still exciting to watch, so it's just so hard to predict. Um, I, I, unlike previous ones, so I think that I'm staying with that theme of um, watching this game is just watching awesomeness. So, mm. yeah, it's gonna be nice to just uh, sit back and watch games with no stress or worries. Even yeah. though I'd rather watch the USA stress and worry about it, but it's gonna be nice to actually yeah. sit back and watch a game without any care if i'd say yeah yeah i uh i don't have a lot of hair left but the little that i did is now all gone (laughs) because of that netherlands game uh i'll i'll say my final thought is just that little conversation we had about mls just got me super excited for the upcoming season uh i'm I'm really looking forward to it uh we should be getting a schedule uh, real soon and obviously we're going to be here to, to break that down and talk about our favorite matchups and everything but uh thank you gentlemen thank you so much for uh for joining and and thank you all those out there in the podcast verse for listening um we're put me in coach we'll be back next week with another episode and bye for now remember bye. click like click like subscribe yeah yes shameful plug <laughs>